Hi, this is Jessica Cook and welcome to my Feel Good Podcast for Women. This show is entirely devoted to helping motivate and inspire you to live a healthy and a happy life. I believe you will be happiest and most fulfilled when you work out, eat well, enjoy a brilliant, healthy routine and live your life with passion. I want you to feel energetic and healthy and that's my goal with this podcast, to keep you motivated and inspired so you can live your best life. You'll also hear interviews from my clients who are some of the most inspirational women I have ever met. At the end of the episode, be sure to head over to inspirefitnesstraining.ie forward slash free tools to instantly download tons of free stuff like recipe books, meal plans, workouts and much more. Now let's get on with the show. Good morning everybody to our virtual coffee morning with Trisha McCall. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of information about Trisha. She's a psychotherapist and supervisor working in private practice in Galway since 2008. In 2019, she went into partnership with Mind and Body Works, who, who operates two psychotherapy and counselling centres in Dublin and opened a centre in Woodkey with a new centre now being opened on Dominic Street, Galway. Um, they have a team of 15 psychotherapists and psychologists who offer counselling to adults, couples, adolescents and children. They also offer a wide range of therapies, including CBT, EMDR and art therapy. They also operate a low counselling service, which is provided by mature trainee therapists in their final degree or master's year of training. Um, they are supervised by accredited and experienced therapists to ensure they work ethically and professionally. Tricia, you are so welcome to our coffee morning. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a million, Jessica. Hi, everybody. So was there anything you'd like to add to that, um, Tricia, the bit about you um, or, or say anything in your own words? I, I think you've covered everything. Thanks, Jessica. Uh, yeah, we, we are opening a new centre in Dominic Street and hope to have uh, even more kind of therapies on offer and also um, hoping to run a few groups for um, people with social anxiety and uh, kind of do a little bit more group work where people, I think, uh, normalizing mental health so people can meet people who are experiencing some of the same challenges they are in a more kind of informal kind of way. So that's the plan moving forward. That's deadly. That's amazing. Congratulations on your new space. Thanks, thanks, Jessica. So I wanted to talk um, to you today about emotional wellness and ask you questions. And it's funny, yes. I sent around the email the other day telling everybody about this. There was huge interest in it. So many people asked, um, could we record it? So it's uh, an interesting response. Um, emotional wellness, it's self-care month at Inspire Fitness. So I just thought it would be really fitting um, to talk about emotional wellness. Yeah. Uh, I was just doing a little bit of research on it yesterday. Um, yeah. And what I have learned is that emotional wellness um, is your ability to successfully navigate stress you face in life in a healthy, positive way. And it's also how you can learn to adapt and course correct during difficult times. Um, I loved that description. Is that yeah. a kind of correct description on emotional wellness? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that there is a difference between kind of um mental health and emotional health and i think that that it's important for us to recognize your your emotional health can have quite an impact on community and people around you as well as yourself um so it's 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 not a 
I guess navigating your own emotional health and your emotional wellness um, is a really, really important um, thing to, to, to come to understand and recognize within yourself. Because I think that sometimes we feel like coping and being a coper and being a very good coper is the way to navigate our lives. But if you, if you tend to cope without being aware of your emotions, good and bad, um, it, it can be very detrimental to your emotional and physical well-being. So I guess if we're looking at emotional wellness, we're looking at like somebody who, who you would say is emotionally healthy. They are people who have strong coping skills, yes, but they're people who are very self-aware around how they act and react in the world in the world um, so it's about developing emotional resilience but also emotional regulation so learning how to regulate our emotions um, so that we don't go off the head when we're not when things aren't going as well for us so it is learning how to manage in times of stress but also in times when we're not stressed so so I, I would to an emotionally well person would be a person who you can see is regulated, usually regulated because they're managing their emotions and they understand their emotions and they're very self-aware around how they manage their emotions. OK, that's so. So for somebody then that has never been aware before. Yes. How, how would they know that they weren't emotionally well? Are there a few examples of, oh my God, that's me. Maybe there's a bit of work to do. Yeah, I, I think that that generally speaking, you know, if, if we were, if somebody was coming to therapy talking about um, how they manage. So, so essentially as a therapist, I would be asking them, what are your supports? Who, who around you kind of helps you? How do you react in times of stress? How, what are your typical reactions? Um, so to understand that if somebody's typical reaction to any small thing that happens, any daily event, um, and not the big stuff, but just the yeah. small stuff, is to generally overreact, to blame other people, to criticize, to constantly look outwards, to be to kind of develop a victim mentality of what the world is doing to them, um, to to complain, to always look at the negative. Um, I guess what you'd be looking at is for somebody to develop more self awareness around what is my part in this, how am I contributing to what's happening in my own life, and how do I manage myself so that I impact more positively on myself and others around me. So that's, you know, that's how we would look to help somebody develop self-awareness. It's like, okay, if, if you're in a continuum of falling out with people, overreacting, having stressful relationships at home, having stressful relationships outside, finding life very, very difficult to cope with, what you'd be typically asking is, what is your contribution to that? How do you react? And becoming more aware of how you act and react to situations and helping people develop a kind of a pause mentality where it's like something is happening. 
do I need to react in the same way that I always react? Do I need to immediately, you know, if one of my kids upsets me at home, do I immediately shout at them? Do I immediately react? Can I develop an awareness about myself that this kind of, uh, these interactions are not helpful to me or the people around? So we can get, you know, we can get very triggered very easily by small situations in our lives, out of habit, out of, you know, modeling at home when we were younger, you know, this is the way we react, you know, somebody starts to shout, this is the way I manage things. And just stepping back into yourself and saying, is this useful to me? And is this useful to the people around me? That's absolutely amazing. That's so interesting. And let's say that person then, they no idea that they had work to do in this area yes. and that they weren't particularly uh, great at emotional wellness at the minute. And they've identified after listening to you, oh my God, that's me. I have a bit of work to do here. What are kind of a couple of examples maybe of questions that they could ask themselves to improve themselves? Or maybe not questions that kind of mean more like, right, okay, this is the way I am. What can I do to yeah. improve? I think what we're, what, we're, what we're looking for is, is in our lives is, and um, the difference between languishing and flourishing. And that's a very, very important. So languishing in a kind of a very, I don't have control over my life. I can't do anything about it and I can't change anything. Uh, change is very difficult. If it was easy, we'd all be doing it every day. Um, you know, we're comfortable in the spaces we're in. And it is, it is a lot easier to sit in stuckness rather than move towards flourishing in our lives. So it takes a lot of work to be able to, to really look inwards at yourself um, and look at how you impact other people. And then moving on from that, I guess, it's very much around how do I treat other people? Do I treat them with love? Do I treat them with kindness? And can I treat myself with that same kindness, with that same self-acceptance that I give to other people? And then looking at, and are the people that are around me good for me? So are the people that I surround myself contributing to my wellness, contributing to my um, sense of good? Do I meet the same people and we sit and we complain and we criticize other people? Um, how could I let go of people in my life that aren't um, as good for me, that don't contribute to, to a good sense of self, that I don't feel great about myself after I've been with them um, because of how they treat me or because we how we treat people in general. So how could I look at getting rid of toxicity in my life? How could I look at setting boundaries with people that make me feel like, okay, I'm not always going to say yes to people and then be totally resentful and give out about them behind their back and say, I'm so put upon. How can I just set my boundaries and say, no, I'm not doing it and feel better about myself. So it's, it's kind of developing that sense of self, which is, it's not always about how the other person treats me. It's not always about somebody else. It's about do I take responsibility for myself, set my own boundaries, surround myself with good people, accept myself? You know, there's no perfect version of a person. 
Do I accept myself and just say, yeah, you know, I can be a really horrible person and I can be nasty about people and I can also be a really good person. And can I can I look to develop that side of myself a bit more? Because it does make us definitely when we stop looking out at everybody else, it does make us feel more grounded, you know, and that so like I know that we all know about diet and exercise and um, nurturing relationships with good people and all that. But it very, very much is starting within, starting within myself. You know, who am I as a person? What kind of person do I want to be? What are the things that would make me feel good about myself as a person? How could I nurture my relationships with my partner, with my kids, with my friends in a better way? And just what's my part in that? Yeah. You know, and all relationships are 50-50. Other people will have parts in it. But then can I step into myself and say, okay, that person isn't good for me. That situation isn't good for me. Um, I don't have to keep offering to babysit or offering to do stuff for people. I don't have to keep doing that and blaming other people and being, you know, take feel taken for granted. I can step into myself and say no. Yeah, you know? and I think boundaries, setting boundaries is yeah. one of the most underused tools. Absolutely. It's such a cool thing. And once you start practicing it, it just becomes this really amazing thing in your life that you wish you'd known years ago. Yes, but I guess our our, our need to be liked by other people overrides any kind of uh, internal feeling about ourselves. So it's much more important for us to look out and be liked by other people than to like ourselves. So, you know, we all admire the person who sets the boundaries, even though people can grumble and say, oh my God, look, you know, she never do anything for you or whatever. But we all admire people's ability to be able to say, no, it doesn't really suit me. And it's not a kind of uh, in an aggressive way. And sometimes the best advice that I could give to clients is you just say, I, I just might get back to you. So before we jump in and kind of repeat the same patterns all the time, that piece about, could you just give me time to think about it and that's the emotional regulation piece because I can feel very put upon when people are making demands of me and my immediate response can be anger but if I regulate myself and just say I I might get back to you about that regulate where I am and think okay do I want to do it do I not want to do it can I do it with love can I do it with kindness can I not be resentful and then you know you may not have to set the boundary but it's that checking in with yourself that I think is very underrated. Yeah. That kind of come back into yourself, check in. Where am I? How am I feeling about this? Does this serve me well? Yeah, I love that. And also um, the fact that I'd imagine it gets easier if the more you practice, like your first couple of notes yes. might be horrific. <laughs> yes. But they get better. Absolutely. And it's very interesting. People may push back but they very soon learn to accept, yeah, actually people have boundaries. And like another thing that I'm, you know, I would say to clients is, can you tolerate the disapproval? You know, can you tolerate the disapproval? The momentary disapproval of the other that we're all afraid of, can you tolerate it? You know, I'm entitled to say no, the other person is annoyed, uh, entitled to be annoyed at me saying no, 
Um, and can I tolerate their disapproval and let them disapprove of me and do it anyway? So that as well contributing to that feeling of, I feel more grounded in myself. I feel more emotionally healthy when I come back in and check, where am I in this? Who am I in this? Is it okay if people don't like me? Is it okay if I can start to like myself and accept myself? so good and i and i'd say so freeing as well yes it sounds like there's kind of two almost parts of this like the emotional wellness and then growing the non-stop the people pleasing who gives it doesn't really matter what people think as long as you feel you're doing the right thing and yes letting the two things grow That's yes because it, it, i i guess if you if you think about anybody in your life that you feel oh, that person really seems to be grounded. They seem to have their stuff together. They're not people who are closed off from themselves and their emotions. They are people who work hard, like doing the things like doing physical exercise, taking care of themselves, meeting friends, having a good laugh. But they're also typically people who are very aware of their emotions. So they're also aware of saying, I don't feel great or I feel well. Like they're not people who close themselves off from their sense of emotional well-being. They are people who typically understand. I don't have to feel great all the time. It's not about positivity, positivity, positivity. It's about I don't feel great or I, I do feel good or and this is what I do. It's the proactive approach to your own life. I think that is very, very important for all of us. So it's the proactive piece about taking care of your diet, taking care of your physical um, well-being, taking care of nurturing relationships with people around you, taking care of things proactively and taking care of how I'm feeling and talking to people if I'm not feeling great, if I'm not, if I'm consistently feeling that I'm not in a great place. And I also, um, you know, think that medication for some people can be very helpful as well. Um, so it's not just always about just kind of um, managing, managing, managing. You know, some people will need um, something that raises serotonin levels in other ways. So, but I'm talking about generally, if we're not in a state of, you know, severe anxiety or severe depression, yeah. it's, it's that piece about how do I manage the day to day? It's not sweating the small stuff, not turning every event into a huge um, drama, making mountains out of molehills all the time yeah. and watching how we're reacting to things all the time. Yeah. Okay, and uh, my last question before I just open it up to everybody um, who has a question for you. I have it written down here just to ask you yeah. how, to, how to check in with yourself. I have a dedicated self-reflection time, journaling, meditation. Would those kind yeah. of things help you continuously check your emotional wellness? Absolutely. Um, you know, as Kira knows, mindfulness um, really, really important part. Um, and if people find meditation very difficult, mindfulness, mindful walking, mindful eating, mindful movement. 
like concentrating, focusing, anything that kind of grounds you in the present moment rather than, you know, thoughts, thoughts are just thoughts. They're not realities. They're just thoughts. We can, we can think anything. The brain is so powerful and we can create huge things in our own minds, huge catastrophes out of any small event. You know, my, my child, you know, didn't answer the phone. All of a sudden they're in a car crash and they're dead. We can, like the mind is so powerful and it is about how to manage everyday tiny things to stop catastrophizing about everything. So meditating, yes, but I think that people, you know, would like to think that they can meditate. Meditation doesn't have to be anything more than just mindfulness. Can I stop and can I eat my breakfast mindfully? Can I, can I drink my coffee mindfully? Can I just think about when I'm going for a walk, what's around me? Those kind of things can help to kind of just bring us back into the present moment. Stop moving forward and thinking too much outside of ourselves. Okay, thank you so much. That was absolutely brilliant and huge food for thought. Um, girls, do you have any questions you'd like to put to Tricia? Please just unmute yourself there. Don't forget you're on mute. Um, that was really good, Tricia. Really, really, really good. Um, it's just in interesting to hear back how, you know, sometimes you'd be doing things like what you were describing and you're kind of like, are, are these the right things to kind of, you know, help with that? So it's nice to hear that back. But my question, uh, well, my question really is, uh, at the risk of diagnosing a family member, which would be my father, <laughs> is there, like, he, he, he's been seeing a, a therapist now for, for, for a couple of months and he's much better than he used to be, but he is very much that, that person that reacts to, to everything, worries about everything and I was smiling when you said about the oh my child hasn't called me they must have had a car accident because that's him all out he could go away for days at a time and it's grand but the minute someone isn't there it's like panic stations so I suppose what I'm trying to ask is is there a way of not that I should be imposing but I think something is on someone else but I, I think that idea of, of emotional wellness, as you say, as opposed to mental health, because they're not the same thing. Like he has no coping strategies, none. Um, he went from living with his mom to living with my mom, who kind of did a really good job of covering for him, for want of a better way of putting it. Um, but now that she lives in a, has to live in a nursing home and that it's like he, yeah, I don't know, I just, I don't know that there's a way of, of introducing him to the idea of it without sounding like I'm nagging him or whether I should even do that. Yeah. Is I, that my I, I guess, I guess if, if you were my client, I'd be saying, how does it impact on you? So rather than him, rather than how because he has managed to successfully navigate his whole life being minded and being taken care of by other people yeah and not having to develop any coping strategies because that's how he's managed his life so I guess my question would be how does it impact on you and how could you mind yourself in terms of the impact 
And that's very difficult that's really when it's a family member yeah. that's very close to you. I, I like I totally get that. But they're the most important things. How is your emotional yeah. well-being affected by him? And how can you mind you in terms of him? And again, how uh, anxiety is the one transferable emotion. Um, you know, if somebody's sad, we can empathize, but we don't necessarily get sad. Yeah. We don't necessarily, but we certainly get very anxious when we're around anxious people. Yeah. yeah. And how can you mind yourself in terms of that? Yeah, I've, I've done, it's like, I think Jessica was saying as well, it's kind of like that thing of, no, not today. Yes. I can't cope. I can't cope with you today. Absolutely. I love you, but I can't cope with you yeah. today. <laughs> and that's brilliant for you, Claire, because yeah. it really is about this. This part is my emotional well-being, my emotional health. How can I protect myself and manage myself and develop my own coping strategies for how that anxiety impacts yeah. me? So how do I become more self-aware? People don't have to become self-aware when when life facilitates them and yeah. we enable people and we allow yeah. them to be. And that's fair play to him. He's navigated his whole life. And for so fair, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for getting people to take care of your whole life if you can manage it. So yeah. you know what I mean? But it's for you. How do you okay. how do you mind Yeah, that that that's you? a much better way of looking at it, actually. Yeah, because you know. I, I, I don't know if it's like part of working in healthcare or something was like, I must fix the situation. Exactly. And it's like, I can't fix the situation. He, yeah. He's not a care. Yes, exactly. And I guess that that perceived notion we all have, how could we control other people to make our own lives better? And if it, I just that's control, very true, actually. Control yeah. everybody around yeah. and it, it would be much more helpful to yes, me. Rather than how, yeah. how do I just control what I'm doing manage the manage what day I'm to day, like you say yeah absolutely yeah no yeah. that's that's a much better way of looking at it thank you thanks Claire. I, I just have a question um if that's okay uh, Patricia um, hi Patricia. hi hi how are things um I love the information about the boundaries because that's actually helped me a lot in work I had to kind of push back so that was really good I think it's great advice and um, I do have a question I don't know if you might be able to help but yeah at certain times of the month um like my ability to be I suppose emotionally well um it gets skewed so I'm very good and then those few times of the month where or that time of the month right that your head just goes into overdrive like so the last few days like this tiniest thing I'm like catastrophizing like oh my god you know everything is wrong I don't know if there's any strategies you can use for that kind of week where it's just everything seems to be going wrong and it's a catastrophe and you're probably picking people up the wrong way, even though you know well that during the rest of the month, everything's fine and you can totally manage the situation. But um, I don't know if there's something that can be done. I don't know if it's just a chemical thing because it's hormones and stuff, but maybe there are strategies well, it, totally. I mean, I totally get that. Um, and it is hormonal. What I what I really feel is is important is the journaling piece and the awareness piece. And almost if you had a, a calendar on the wall and you're marking off that period of time so that you're understanding because it's reinforcing in yourself. This is going to be a very difficult time. 
this is the period of time where I am going to overreact, maybe feel very emotional, pick people up wrongly. And also in terms of that, what I think is helpful is to share with the people around you that this is the way it is for me. Like, I think looking for support is one of the most important things. You might not want to do that with your work colleagues, but certainly close friends or a partner being able to say, this is a time that's really, really difficult for me. I think one of the one of the, the things that we do is that trying to cope by ourselves all the time um, and not sharing and not communicating because sometimes just communicating with people look I may overreact I may fly off the handle I may take you up wrongly you just need to bear with me it allows something that says this is real and this is actually happening I think sometimes we kind of feel like hormonally this is not real it actually is real and it's it's reinforcing that to yourself actually hormones affect mood hugely that's why the menopause is such a difficult time for women. And that's why, you know, the time of the month is very, very difficult. So I think sharing with people and communicating with people close to you uh, reinforces the message to yourself. This is very important. I'm articulating this, that this is a very, very difficult time for me. I'm articulating that to you. And in doing so, I'm saying it to myself. And I'm going to be, take better care of myself in that week. Trisha McCall, thank you so, so much. Girls, if you want to get in, in touch um, and see all the services that Mind and Body Works do, um, you can call them at 091 725 or go to mindandbodyworks.com. Trisha, thank you so much. That was Thanks awesome. a million. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks a million. Oh, my love, girls. Thanks, Thanks a million. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.